Valentine's Day is not the most popular time of year to visit Niagara Falls. The temperature right now is about 25 degrees and it feels closer to zero. My name's Jason Henn and I'm here with Jillian Marcus. We work for a program called Documentary Heritage and Preservation Services for New York, or DHPSNY. Around the office we pronounce it Dipsney for short and you'll probably hear us call it that throughout the program. Jillian's a preservation specialist. She conducts preservation surveys at archives around the state and we'll learn more about what that means in a moment. We're in the area to visit the Carousel Society of the Niagara Frontier, which operates the Herschel Carousel Factory Museum in North Tonawanda. It's a short drive from Buffalo and about 12 miles southeast of the falls, so it was hard to pass up a chance to see them. But we can only stand it outside for about 10 minutes before we head on. A little more about Dipsney, We're a statewide program of the New York State Archives and New York State Library that provides free planning, assessment, and education services to support the thousands of repositories around the state, such as archives, libraries, historical societies, and museums that safeguard and ensure access to New York's historical records. For more information about us and to learn how you can take part in Dipsney's free workshops, webinars, and other services, go to dhpsny.org. In this series, we're going to visit historic sites around New York State. All of the organizations we feature have received planning and assessment services from DHPSNY, and our interviews are conducted on-site during our visits. Before we head to the Carousel Society, though, I wanted to talk to Jillian about what exactly we'll be doing when we get there. How would you describe a preservation survey to someone who's not familiar with the process? Um, It's a bit like an annual physical checkup or maybe taking your car in for an inspection. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just a way to see how well your archive is functioning and um, look at maybe what needs to be improved, but also what you're doing well. So when you go to a location, you're looking at collections and the way they're housed, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we would look at the condition of the collections and we look at Um, how they're stored, where they're stored, what kind of materials they're stored in, and we would look at the environment around them. It's really a positive thing for any collection to do. The benefit is that it's also helpful for things like um, grant funding, um, figuring out a preservation plan, and what you might need in order to um, improve the existing conditions. Okay, so like we went to the Carousel Society, and they have all kinds of things like pieces of carousel horses and, mm-hmm. and uh, band organs, band organs, player pianos. Where lets our music roll. Right, but you're looking at documents and the, the archives in particular, right? Sure, yeah. So um, we, for example, we aren't looking at the carousel horses themselves or the band organs, even though those are really exciting. Um, we would be focused on the documents surrounding the manufacture of the carousel horses or photographs um, about life working in the factories, the Herschel, Alan Herschel um, carousel factory. So anything that's sort of historical pertaining to the collection, as long as it's archival um, or it's library materials, that's what we're focused on during the Dipsney um, preservation assessments. Well, we'll walk back in a minute. What is it? 
We're here in North Tonawanda. The Herschel Carousel Factory Museum season doesn't start until April, so we're treated to a rare private tour before Jillian takes a look at the archives. Our guide is Doug Bathke, a trustee, volunteer curator, and one of the founding members of the Carousel Society, who's incredibly active with operations, including leading tours and teaching wood carving classes. The Carousel Society formed in 1979, when the Carnegie Art Center placed an ad in the local paper looking for people who wanted to help preserve the history of local industrialist Alan Herschel and to establish a repository for information on manufacturing in the Niagara area. Doug was there at the beginning, and a friend asked if he wanted to attend a meeting. I said, well, I'll be, if you need anything carved, I'll be glad to help you and stuff. I really wasn't going to get real involved. By then, I was in too deep. <laughs> so I've been with him since the beginning. That's 38 years ago. You may be wondering why carousels in North Tonawanda. Doug described to us the conditions that gave North Tonawanda the nickname the Lumber City and made this part of the country the perfect location for carousel production. They were clearing out Michigan, Wisconsin, and Minnesota's virgin forests so the settlers out there could farm, float the logs to a sawmill, rough them into planks, put them on ships, which you can see here there were combinations sail and uh, steam, and they'd come into the docks here because we were, the Erie Canal is right here by the river. Did that benefit carousel manufacturing? Oh, it was, I think it was materials. the ideal thing. They, they knew about the metal work from their first foundry factory, and then um, this whole area was, at that time, German immigrants, and there were the carvers. So he knew he had all the resources here that he needed. Alan Herschel's first company with partner James Armitage started in 1872. They manufactured steam engines, boilers, elevators, among other things. It was during a business trip in 1880 that Alan Herschel got the idea to start manufacturing amusement rides. It's speculated that this was possibly after he saw a carousel made by British manufacturer Charles Dare. Alan Herschel's first factory was the Tonawanda Engine and Machine Company, and all they did, was, all they were, was a foundry. He was a mold maker, and his brother and Mr. Armitage, who were his partners, um, were um, metal workers, machinists. Alan had a heart problem and decided he was going to go to New York for a specialist. And on one trip back from New York by train, he we don't know if he saw Dare Company um, products out there, if Dare was already making a carousel. There's an argument who made the, the these riding galleries first, whether it was Dare or Alan Herschel. Uh, so anyhow, he had this idea to make a carousel and talked his partners into trying one. That was 1883. The next few decades in North Tonawanda are extremely active. While the Armitage Herschel Company continues, Herschel convinces French amusement manufacturer Eugene de Kleist to relocate to town and establish the North Tonawanda Barrel Organ Factory in 1888 that's bought out years later by Rudolf Wurlitzer. Herschel's partner Edward Spillman forms the Spillman Engine Company. For a period of years, the town of North Tonawanda is pumping out whole and component parts of band organs, player pianos, car engines, carousels, and other rides like bumper cars. There were other companies that made children's size rides, but Herschel was so pro prolific. They made 68 different rides besides a carousel. And they made carousels from, I think, 65 feet across. It had 72 animals on down to the kitty one there with 24 Ours is 40 feet across and 36 animals. 
1915, Herschel had established the Allen Herschel Company, which was the most prolific carousel maker and specialized in types of portable machines used by traveling carnivals. Today, the museum is housed in a former Herschel factory complex, one of the last existing spaces in the United States which produced wooden carousels. An exhibit on the old factory floor reveals just how primitive some of the earliest rides were. The, the machine followed around on the track and there was a cam below that when they hit, hit the cam, it caused like a bump in the road and then the horses would rock and that was all the ride did, went in circles and went for a bumpy ride. And there was nothing else out there and people just went crazy. As the years went on, the mechanics of Herschel's carousels became more sophisticated, and new animals were introduced. So he came back, he'd make a machine on spec, take it out to the area here somewhere, people would just mob to it, someone in the crowd would see all the mob, buy it from him, come back, make another one, and by 18, 1883 was his first one, but 1891, a machine a day was going out the door, there was such demand. Here's where audio really doesn't do justice to the way the museum's Lachman collection in the main gallery showcases 60 years in the evolution of carousel animals, including non-horse or menagerie animals, such as dogs, roosters, and zebras, all hand-carved and painted in mind-boggling detail. There are also detours in the narrative of carousel manufacturing, including a bizarre precursor to the strongman games that you still see at carnivals, where you swing a mallet and ring a bell to win a prize which coincidentally were also manufactured by Herschel. So the bowls are unique. Uh, when you would go to a country fair with your girlfriend, you'd get that sledgehammer and ring the bell to show you how strong you were. This is what's called ring the bowl. It went to fairs that summer, and you would take a sledgehammer and hit this part of the bowl in the forehead. That would knock it out, and the mechanism inside would cause the knees to buckle, and this would fall down to there to like you... Like he collapsed. Not a happy thing. It's, it's practicing slaughter for the farm is what it is. Because they would either knock him out with a sledgehammer or shoot him, hang him up, bleed him out, butcher him. The factory changed owners in the first part of the 20th century, but Alan Herschel remained a partner until 1960. In 1970, Chance Manufacturing bought the company and moved it to Wichita, Kansas. To this day, Chance is still a leading manufacturer of amusement rides. But in 1998, the company put its Herschel assets up for auction and the Carousel Society was able to bring them back home to North Tonawanda. Our tour of the museum also included the Society's Wurlitzer Roll collection. I was even allowed to play a foot-operated Wurlitzer player piano on display in the main gallery. Doug took us through the Wurlitzer collection, a vast library of what frankly looked like giant rolls of toilet paper, but on a closer inspection contained intricate patterns of dots, that selectively allow air to pass through pipes to create sound. Doug, and another volunteer also named Doug, demonstrated a role on a refurbished 68-pipe band organ. The Society hosts a variety of programming throughout the year. Of course, Doug still teaches wood carving classes, and a popular annual attraction has been a visit with Santa in the Kitty Land section of the museum, which features games and a smaller refurbished carousel. This is one of the faster ones in America. It goes six and a half RPM, which was what the factory made it for. But most of them, because they don't have a safety rating, will only go Our tour concluded, as they all do at the museum, in the Roundhouse with a ride on the 1916 number one special carousel. 
The Herschel Carousel Factory Museum is located in North Tonawanda, New York. You can learn more at carouselmuseum.org. And note, there are two accepted spellings of carousel. So that's C-A-R-R-O-U-S-E-L museum.org. Documentary Heritage and Preservation Services for New York is a program of the New York State Education Department in partnership with the New York State Archives and New York State Library, with services provided by the Conservation Center for Art and Historic Artifacts. Our program coordinator is Anastasia Matikyu, Dipsney's Preservation Specialist is Julian Marcus, and our Archives Specialist is Amelia Parks. I'm Jason Henn, Communications Assistant. Special thanks to Barbara Lilly, Maria Holden, John Diefenderfer, and Claire Fleming. Technical assistance was provided by John Ahrens and Mark Rice. Thanks for listening, and join us next time when we travel to the Marion H. Skidmore Library in Lilydale, New York. <laughs>